0: Show From Southern California, this is The Ryan
1: Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready?
0: Hey, man. You forgot to pray before the show. Yeah, heathen. Hi, Christina.
1: <laughs> What's up, man?
0: What's up, Lucas? What's good? I'm pumped for the show tonight. So, for you listeners, I have Christina Boudreau in studio. Is that good?
1: Boudreau. Boudreau? Dang it! <laughs>
0: Every time, and <laughs> Lucas Salazar. So, you've you've heard her on the show before. Lucas, you've been on the show once before, but we just got back from Texas. Yes, from uh, from a tour, which has been cool because we haven't been to Texas um, on a tour. Actually, we've we've done a couple random events here and there, mm-hmm. but we haven't really been able to get into the to the Bible Belt because God always sends us to like New York or. Or or Denver or California or Silicon Valley or
1: I know I'm waiting for him to Portland to Hawaii Seattle
0: yeah we keep Here going I am, to,
1: Lord send me we keep going to
0: all the liberal places but really you know our heart is for Hawaii yeah
1: exactly. <laughs> Bahamas too we're coming for you
0: dude we need to, you know what we need to do we need to just start a whosoever's school of ministry in Hawaii and just set it up and you know actually this is funny that we're actually talking about Hawaii because we're we're now on a CSN radio. And they have several stations. This is actually aired on all the islands. Oh, nice! Several stations on each island. So Hawaii, listen, we want to come. We want to come and do the Great Commission in Hawaii. No, but on a a serious note, though, Hawaii definitely. There's there. I've I've actually had some uh, calls and some invites to go because um, you know even though it's amazingly beautiful and gorgeous and it's Hawaii. There is a lot of, uh, of of drugs and different things that are going on um, on the island, and, and they need to. Uh, there has to be outreach done. So we're just going to pray and see if God opens the door. And I know they got skate park there too. Um, we could hit, you know, the, the public school system. You know, there's juvenile detention centers. We actually have friends out there too um, that that run CrossFit gyms. Um, in the different islands over there. So there's a lot of actually a lot of doors that will open for us. If, mm. if someone invites us, the door, the door can get open. And then I guarantee you we could book full schedules for at least a couple weeks out there. And, you know, hopping from each island, that's like a 30-minute flight. So nothing that we haven't done before, right? Yeah, we, we've flown stupid. around, flown to Australia. Shit. So Hawaii would be nothing. But, yeah, so that's that about Hawaii. Now let's get back to Texas. <laughs> 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 All right, so check this out. We did a tour through Texas. And I'm just looking at the schedule. We hit Austin, San Antonio. Mm. We hit Galveston. We hit um, Houston and North Texas, which is up by by Dallas. Yeah. But what I want to do tonight is I want to do like an overview from your guys' perspective because you're you're the Tuber manager, Lucas. Uh, you were on the road. You set up everything. You've been communicating with all the different churches. We went to a couple of different facilities, Like yeah. uh, which I think wasn't even clear at the time but it was actually a teen challenge for uh, kids for under 18. And then yeah. there was an, also an older version of teen challenge that showed up for that event. We went to a Teen Rescue, which is another facility for troubled uh, uh, youth, which there was just all women uh, or young girls at this particular facility. And then we hit churches. Um, we did didn't it, do any skate parks. Youth,
2: uh, youth conference, too. We did a youth yeah.
0: conference. So I wanted to do an overview and really talk about you know, what you guys saw from your perspective mm. um, from the stories and just re- let people know how important uh, the mission of the Whosoever's is because it's a great commission. And, you know, a lot of people, like, look at it from the outside and they just see, like, a, charcoal, uh, a checkered purple uh, bust, kind of <laughs> yeah. like uh, Christina's hair, uh, the colorway of her hair <laughs> with, uh, with a crazy raccoon on the side. But they don't really understand what we do and the mission and actually what is being said Mm. from when we show up. Totally. So Yeah, yeah.
2: I I agree, man. I think a a common misconception, I feel like, since we started, you know, we started off doing festivals, um, and then we got into the whole high school scene, which is cool. We still do the high schools, but um, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that, hey, the whosoever, they go and speak at churches. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. we drop the gospel Mm -hmm. um, everywhere we go, churches, rehabs, um, you name it, we're just um, going in. We're bringing one of the ambassadors, co-founders, and uh, we're going in with a straight gospel. And, um, you know, at the end, we have a response time and people are just uh, getting saved. They're giving their lives to Mm -hmm. Christ. Um, You know, they're denouncing whatever negative things they were doing in their lives before. And you're just seeing that, like, you know, especially with COVID and, Mm -hmm. you know, people being locked down, being pushed out of their comfort zones, um, being stuck at the house. Mm -hmm. People are dealing with depression, suicide, anxiety, which you know we always hit on a lot but i feel like this tour you just really see um the way covid affected people right and uh, how hungry people are to want to receive jesus christ i mean like we were talking to somebody the other day i think it was in texas and they were saying like you know they did a recent statistic and like 78% of non-christians said hey if somebody were to just invite me to church i would be down to go oh really and that's yeah. right now and i'm like yeah. dude that's that's so epic because it's like the harvest is ripe, yes, but the workers are few, and we're always yeah. talking about that.
0: And this this particular church, this particular uh, tour with the Kill the Noise, because mm. obviously a lot of you guys have heard the Kill the Noise message. We were doing it in the schools, but then I wrote a book called Kill the Noise: Finding Meaning of the Above the Madness. So it's been a tour that we've been doing in the churches, and God prepared this message for this time. Um, for like the Kill the Noise message I'm doing is the John the Baptist message, mm-hmm. and we're from Calvary Chapel. We're, we're birthed out of Calvary Chapel, so. You know that's the way we we preach. It's like the full council. You know, it's heaven, hell. It's repent. Give give your life to God. Get filled with the Holy Spirit, and and be uh, be transformed. You know, by the by the Word and the and the Spirit. Yeah. So this is what we've been doing at church, and the harvest is right because people are coming to the church, and we're seeing the effects of it. And this message has hit the church, but then also during this time, God has been uh, opening doors to continue with the kill the noise message. Because kill the noise basically is the the repent message. It's kill the noise from the anxi- or from the shiny objects, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. Mm. So we have continued to go into the church and, and basically um, pour into these people that are in the church that have been affected by the coronavirus. So that's one leg of it. But then... We're also continuing to kill the noise message where we tell our testimonies. Where Christina, she's out. She's she's just. I mean, the, she's been touring nonstop, even prior to the being uh, absorbed into the Whosoever's movement, becoming ambassador. But with with the girls and 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 speaking to the girls at women's conferences and girls nights and 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 she'll go into the public school system and and share with and, and, and colleges or whatever with, with men and women. So she's continued to do that. And we, 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 we will tell our stories, but we, we bring in some point in the messages to kill the noise. That's where you have to give your life to Christ, repent of your sins and turn to God. So we're either, we're teaching in the churches. We'll be teaching the Bible studies in the church or we'll be in the streets Sharing our testimony because there's power in the testimony that we've overcome. But then we throw the gospel in that because it's not just about a story. It's about story mixed with the Word of God. Like Jesus, he would tell parables and stories, but then he would mix, you know, the, he would preach the Word in there. And that is the power that brings people to um, repentance. So going into it, it all started that we ended up driving. we driving out. Yeah. Did you drive out or fly in? You flew in, right? Yeah. All right, so first night, where do we go? We went out to
2: San Antonio, right? Yep, we were at uh, Calvary Chapel. Oh, no, actually, we were in Calvary Chapel, Austin, in the morning. Oh, yeah, then, that's right. And then we darted down to San Antonio for the night. So it was a pretty eventful day for so sure. So did you have
0: any stories from the first? Because that was a Sunday morning in Sunday Austin. morning service, with, yeah. with the pastor out there, Terry. Um, I forget his name. He's Calvary Chapel, Austin. But what was what was the response? Did you have any, any stories highlighted? Did you talk to any people out there?
2: You know what? Yeah, um, that's funny because... Um, the the lady who invited us down to Bastrop the where we went to the Teen challenge yeah oh she, she was actually, there she, yeah, she showed up at that event that's and just right. kind of wanted you know to show face connect and everything and then i think even you like uh ran into some familiar faces too right
0: that's right yeah. that's right see i was trying to remember what happened <laughs> in austin cuz when you're on tour there's too many events too many people you kind of all yeah. work together so austin there's a girl that walked up to me and i can't remember her name um danielle i think it was she walked up to me and she goes I used to suck nitrous balloons at your parties in high school. I'm all what? And she's like, I'm Danielle. I'm the one that used to date. I was best friends with your girlfriend, uh, uh, Jennifer from, from, from high school. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, what's going on with you? She's like, I'm sober for a month. So she recently gave her life to God and she's been plugged in. And I don't know how she found, she must follow us on the movement, but she showed up there and uh, she's basically, she showed up, she's walking with God now. And, she was there at the message, so that was pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. And then we saw yep. um, what's her name, um, um, Priscilla, Priscilla, little Priscilla, from from the whosoever's. Which I've had her actually on my, I actually had her on my radio show. Yeah, she's before. a, she's
2: a whoso OG for sure. Yeah. yeah, so
0: she was out there. She moved to Texas to, to to just kind of disconnect and start that new life. So we got to meet with her, pray with them, and then uh, people got saved at that message. I did an altar call and had people come forward. And prayed for people, and and it was just a good thing to just kind of shake up the church and 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 bring people back to that to that repentant state of being caught up with the distractions of of COVID and and back going back to the old sin. God, you know, encountered him in a, in a cool way. Then we went out to San Antonio that night, and oh, that was a crazy story because we got to go. This is the second time we went back to San Antonio, yep. and uh, we we got to share the gospel, and some pastors actually ended up showing up. Because they weren't, they didn't know because the, they didn't know what the whole, whole whosoever's movement was about. So they wanted to come out and see. So they ended up bringing their their youth group and and the pastors, which is cool. Like senior pastors actually left their church and actually came to see what was going on. But they didn't, they were just kind of uncertain about inviting us out at first because they didn't know, you know, what it was about. Because it looks, it it doesn't look like any other ministry, right? From yeah, the it's outside, a different. yeah. So it's a lot more colorful and 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 cool looking, right? <laughs> so they came out and they were they the one of the pastors walked up and I, I didn't tell Christina this, but one of the pastors walked up to the other pastor and said he got up and just teach he taught the bible. Like what the heck? And and the other pastor was like, "Yeah." That's what they're doing. It's the kill the noise message. It's just the message of repentance. It's the John the Baptist message. And he's like, dude, I want them to come to do our Sunday morning. So the two pastors that came, they brought their youth group, their kids were – I read the text. Um, um, what's his name? Um, uh, Mike from Calvary Chapel Divine. He said that – they sent him a text message. What he sent to me, he says that the youth, the youth group left – encouraged and challenged That's awesome to live for Christ. And now we're going to be going back to do their Sunday mornings and, and any other services back in Texas. So doors now have are starting to open up in that area. And when doors open up with the churches, because it has to start with the senior pastors mm. and the churches, because then you get the church on board, then the doors will open with the people to get into the public schools, to get into the juvenile detention centers, to get into the, the youth centers where troubled youth are. Anywhere where their youth are, but don't don't be, don't be mistaken, people. This is not a youth movement. We go into Sunday morning services, and we're seeing moms, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, pastors, kids coming back and giving their life to Christ. It's the gospel is for all ages. Our target though is we like to get in front of youth because we want to. We know that they are messed up, which I know Christina's is about to drop that drop it like it's hot when we start talking about these trouble youth center of all her stories and conversations because I just took her off the, let her off the leash and said go you know <laughs> get it done right because that's what she does so but that's our goal and I, I, I want to stress this is that the movement is for all ages we hit the churches we hit the adults and then that opens the door they get excited and then we open the door to the ska- then they open the doors of the skate parks and all the different centers and other churches and that's how the gospel goes forth. Jesus says he went from town to town, village to village, and then he would surface in the synagogues and he would preach the gospel. That is our model. Mm. Town to town, village to village, in the streets, wherever that leads us, but then we surface in the churches and we preach the gospel. So that happened and then that's when Christina ended up flying in. Oh, mm-hmm. I got to tell this crazy healing story. So we prayed for this guy last time we were there. He got in a motorcycle wreck, Dang. and he jacked his uh, his back. It was in chronic pain, and we ended up uh, we ended up praying for this guy, and he ended up getting healed. And we left, and then he ended up telling that pastor, "Man, I wish I would have had him pray for my leg too, because my back got healed, but they didn't pray for my leg because yeah. we prayed directly like for the back to be healed." And so he came up, you know, two years later, he came up. He's like, "Man." He said, will you guys pray for my leg? My my leg, I still have chronic pain. So we ended up praying for his leg, and his <laughs> leg got healed. And it's not us, yeah. but it's, it's the faith. It's like we need something to activate our faith, and to believe. And his leg ended up uh, getting healed. And then there was a young girl uh, that came up to me, her and her sisters. And she, last time we were there, she was like um, – you know, God, if you're real, will you when as He's praying right now, will you heal my back? And her back got healed. Mm. And since that point, she was 10 years old. Since that point, she's been on fire for God. Like see, God revealed Himself to this this girl. But this is what God does: signs and wonders point to the fact that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the Messiah. That the Word of God is real. That's how it all works. Mm-hmm. So then, then we heard Christina was flying in because she was partying out in. Uh, no, I'm just checking. She was on a she was on another separate mission, uh, doing some ministry stuff um, out in Vegas. But then she flew in um, on the morning, and then we went straight to the Teen Challenge, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. So how was that experience, Christina? What, t- lay, lay out the landscape of what we experienced there.
1: Yeah. So we went to um, Teen Rescue in in Texas. Teen Rescue. That's teen what it Rescue. Works. Yeah, in Texas, and. This um, facility and program houses, you know, teen girls just coming from, you know, just struggles, you know, just different backgrounds, some of them extreme cases, some of them not. And when we got there, they actually used to be located in Redding, California. And so when we go to just the outskirts of Texas, you know, they have different like buildings. It's like in the farm community, which I think is really cool. And so we get there and they had about 10 girls. there, all just coming from different backgrounds and they had a farm they had pawns. And I think even leading up to it, Ryan, you were kind of like, dude, it would be cool to like dunk these girls, mm-hmm, you know, to see if they mm-hmm. want to do a baptism. And one thing that I think was my favorite moment even in our Idaho film from our full send film was the baptism. And I think anytime people see baptisms, they're just so moved.
0: You get choked up every time I see that stinking Same. footage. I'm just yeah. like oh. Any,
1: anytime people, even like non Christians, when they see baptisms, like everyone associates like baptisms with just like a deep spiritual experience. Yes. And I think the Lord just really and it just goes hand in hand with your John the Baptist, you know, John the Baptist killed the noise message. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally what we were doing. And so, you know, these girls the first day, you know, we just went in there, you know, and we chopped it up. We had, you know, we hung out with them. We saw their farm animals. They had goats and chickens and pigs. And, you know, we shared their stories. And some of these girls have, you know, have stories that we can't really talk about, but, you know, the ones that were really hard, you know, you could, you could see it in their eyes, you know, one of them specifically in the back that we baptized the next day was crying and some of their stories are so deep and they're filled with so much trauma that oftentimes with youth to just numb, just what people do, you know, right. they, they become addicted and they, they have, you know, they get violent behaviors, you know, they, they end up in, in juvie. And I just, um... I talked about a couple of my horses, you know, and how crazy they were and how God rehabbed them. And it was so cool because these God has used the story of my horses to really relate to people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, the next day when we went in, we came in, you know, with tacos, you know, we went to the taco truck (laughs) and we came in with tacos, pizza, ice cream. How many tacos
0: did we bring? Was it like 40 or 80? It was a lot.
1: It was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of tacos. And those girls loved the tacos. And we went in and you gave your kill the noise message. And I remember you just really challenging them, you know, like how many of you guys want to get baptized? And originally there was five, but there, but then one of the other girls said, I want to get baptized. And then during the baptisms in the pond, two more girls were Mm. like, I'm going to go in. And they came in with their clothes and we were in like. A slimy pond in Texas, dude.
0: Like, hey, that was <laughs> nasty. I mean, the ground. You yes. put your feet. I'm used to the beach, right? We're from SoCal. We put our feet in the sand. Yes. W- what did that ground feel like? You took
1: my socks. I know. Literally, I was. She like took my socks off my feet. I literally was like, dude. I'm like, Lord. I'm like, I've been to the tribes in the Philippines. I have baptized people in India with my friends. Like, I will go to the slums, but the slimy waters, dude. I cannot. And so it was like me, you, our boy Matthew. and then what was um Dave Dave, got baptized too yeah and when we went in I had this one girl let me borrow her slides and I was like no dude there's slimy stuff and so Ryan took his socks off and I was like Ryan I'm gonna use your socks (laughs) right now he's like dude you better give them back so we washed them and gave them back but when we went in I felt something swim by me a couple times and the lady was like yeah there's snakes but they only come out in the summer and I'm oh shoot (laughs) But it was so cool because each and every one of the girls, we had a chance to lay hands on them, yep. pray for them, speak mm-hmm. God's promises over them. And you could really see just the transformation, specifically with one of the girls that had, you know, that was shaking, you know, one of the girls that had a really crazy story. Mm-hmm, and
0: mm-hmm. Um, She and, wasn't uh, – mm-hmm. Tiffany said that she wasn't – because she's the director. Mm-hmm. Tiffany said that she wasn't even open yeah. to – which when we got there, she seemed so bubbly and nice and cool. Yeah, but mm. she wasn't even open to the gospel. But every yeah. the, your sessions of you just pouring into them. Yeah, because just just so you know, like yeah. for the listeners, yeah, I did preach, but you you were like you were you did like three sessions or something even before I even
1: Yeah
0: got to that moment of the message of, yeah. of John the Baptist. So all that stuff of you speaking into them yeah. just really opened up their heart. Yeah, to to that moment. Yeah, you yeah. Know?
1: and one thing that was really cool about this place too is that. We were able to go deep with the girls and so even like at meal times, like even at lunch time, was a couple of the girls that are off to the side that have, you know, stories that we're not gonna talk about. But just when I started ministering to them, you know, Lucas was there too and mm-hmm. you know, just sitting on the couch and I was sharing with them the story of one of my horses and how and just what God did with through my horse and their eyes were like watery and they were like tearing up. And one of the the staff members was like, those two are like hard ones, you know, Mm -hmm. because of what they went through. But it was so cool because the spirit of God, you know, and that's what I love about the whosoever's movement is that when we go in, God has, I believe anointed our team and this movement to really just like light people's hearts on fire with the gospel and with the spirit. Mm -hmm. Like when we go in, we're not just refreshing and reaching the people like we leave, like pastors, leaders, pastors, wives come to us and they will pour out their hearts to us. And we pray for church leaders and we refresh the local church. Oh yeah. And, we got
0: to pray for the leaders there too. Yeah, yep. Like at everywhere, everywhere we go. they pull us aside in the closet. Yeah. Don't pray over us. <laughs>
1: yeah. And they're weary. Yeah. You know, sh- yeah it it's is. It's crazy sometimes. And so, you know, even with these girls, like God just used like all of these encounter all of these moments, you know, leading up to where when it was, you know, time, you know, to like baptize them, this specific girl, you know, she was shaking and there was so much, I think, shame and unworthiness that was attached to what she had gone through. But after she got baptized and came up, she said that she felt so free, which with her background is so powerful because that just shows the power of the gospel and the power of baptism Mm -hmm. and how I believe us and how we just went that day and we're just baptizing people in the pond. That's what Chuck Smith did, you know, Mm -hmm. at the beach. Like, they're like, dude, that, that is what this next wave of revival is going to look like Mm -hmm. that those girls who are considered troubled and too far gone and who have made mistakes and who have struggles, we baptized eight out of 10 of them. Mm -hmm. That's powerful and if god could use us to baptize those girls like that is just what our movement does like god's going to use this next you know us to baptize another generation of kids and future leaders that people say are too far gone and that's what a lot of people say about today's youth they're like oh they're you know they're addicted they're sexually messed up they're into demonic stuff but that was all the stuff the hippies were into mm-hmm. when chuck smith came you know and yeah. and he had a heart to reach them and i believe that that's what I love about the whosoever is that God uses us to reach the ones that most people have given up on.
0: I think honestly, from my experience is those ones that have tried so much stuff that have opened themselves up to so much stuff, they're just so open mm. because when you're yeah. when you're trying if I think about this logically, when you're trying all these things, you're searching for something
2: exactly right
0: you're searching for that feeling of something to complete yourself. You're lacking in some area or you're trying to numb some pain or something. So, you know, you feel empty. So you're drinking and you're smoking and you're trying to fill yourself with these things. But they're, so they're open in a sense, or even people that are into witchcraft or like Ouija boards or tarot cards or, you know, yoga. When they're looking, when the yoga, as in looking for spirituality or going to raves and they're, you know, embedded in that spirituality stuff, they're looking They're literally looking for something, spirituality or a feeling. And what does God do through the work of the Holy Spirit is he brings their spirituality, the Spirit Mm -hmm. of God, and he fills us. So they're almost more open to this when, quite the contrary, the church believes they're too far gone. The farther gone they are, the more open they are, I believe. (laughs) Because like I know for me and you, the things that we've experimented with and done these act these these actions we've taken in our life, finally we are at the end and we're like, okay, well none of this is gonna do anything. So I will try God basically at this point. You know, and but sometimes they're just when you find them in the middle of that place where they're just not done yet. They're still in that middle of experimenting, yeah. you know, they're not too far gone. They're just not at the end of themselves yet. But as much as content that people have taken through screen time, music and and stuff they put in their body or put their body into You know sleeping around Mm. um there this generation is getting very over it very quickly and their heart is going to be very open for that that revival and that's what happened the hippie movement like you were saying christina what were they doing free sex orgies like they didn't wear the girls didn't even wear bras or anything i mean they were like dirty feet they were just kind of like living like just free like whatever (laughs) however whoever whenever and homosexuality and all that that was all happening at that time you know and these orgies and stuff so and then the intake of drugs they were looking for love they were looking for something to fill themselves Mm. and that's where we're at and lsd is back like it's 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 actually made a major major comeback so we're we're in the times you know like even when you look at the pulse of culture we have we're at war uh you know there's pestilence there's racism um, you know, uh, rioting. I mean, what was happening in the 70s and 60s? Uh, that, basically. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, we are there. And uh, the great revival is is priming right now. Mm. So, what were you saying? I was kind of just jumping in as you were talking about the whole yeah. the Chuck Smith movement and all that with these with these kids.
1: Yeah, and that's what I love is that, you know, with a lot of these girls, so much of... I think sometimes you know even with our stories we ask the Lord you know Lord why do you why do you allow me to go through the things that I go through you know why do you allow me to go through like trauma or abuse or neglect or abandonment and so much of the issues of this generation when you look at this generation of kids and even these girls, you know, the reason why, the reasons why they made the mistakes they did, the reason why they, you know, they were addicted is all rooted in, you know, broken families, trauma, abuse and neglect. And so even going in, you know, I shared a lot of, you know, my own story, but even like talking about one of my horses and how he was, you know, used to be an ex horse and how he was too far gone. But I wanted the hardest horse because I wanted to love this horse to wholeness. And I rehabbed him and now he's amazing and he's killing it. And these girls saw that story and are like, wow, like if 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 God could do that in your life, Christina, and, and giving them a practical right. representation, right. Yeah. if God could do that. You know, with you through your horse, then God could do that with my life. Because a lot of them, I think, had this mentality of, "Oh, I've messed up." And one of the girls even made a comment. You know, well, if I get baptized and if I mess up, does that mean that yeah. God still doesn't love me? And yeah. so, do you want to speak into that? You know, yeah. just how yeah. she was like saying that.
0: Well, yeah, during that time, actually, when we were um, right after I got done doing the message, it was like, "Who wants to get baptized?" And there was there were several, the majority, but then there was the one girl. She's like, "I'm not ready yet." <laughs> because she hasn 't um i feel like she i think when she said she wasn 't ready yet, she just felt like she was going to mess up, and she thought that when she was ready she would be perfect, clearly like when I look back at this scenario yeah like she wasn 't educated enough in the scriptures that we 're all sinners, and that there's a uh, we, we ask for forgiveness and there 's a transformation process you will mess up, but sin will become less in your life, and that 's the transformation process of the holy spirit so finally i 'm like you know what i 'm like, look it." you're going to mess up, but there'll be a transformation process. And, and then she's just, and then she, but then she didn't realize, she didn't think that God was real either. Remember that? And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Challenge God, call him out, say, God, if you're real, prove that you're real to me. Like I did in that hotel room. And I said, just talk to him. And I said, you know a, a Sonny from, uh sunny from Sonny, sunny, uh, one of the founders of the whosoevers, he calls the, uh, in the lead singer of POD, he goes, we call, he calls them dangerous prayers. <laughs> dangerous prayers is when you challenge the God of the universe because when you challenge him, count on it happening. Like, actually, when, when I say challenge, like when you ask him to prove that he's real, and when he does, you better be ready to follow him because he's going to prove that he's real to you if you're serious. <laughs> so that's a dangerous prayer. So you better be ready when God reveals himself to take action. Don't be a poser, right? Yep. Don't get po- – po- what was it? Poser 19. COVID-19. <laughs> Don't get a case of Poser 19. Don't act like you're going to say something. Don't act like you want to do something. Then don't do it because he's going to reveal himself. That dangerous prayer. So what happens is I said, talk to God, challenge him. And one day he'll prove that he's real to you. Whether it be today, tomorrow, or in a year from now, when you're ready, challenge him. And he's going to reveal himself, but get ready to make, make that action. So, oh, we're going to the break. Okay. Well, I'll leave you guys. That, that's a good note to stop on. So check this out. Uh, right before break, um, the Whosoever's, we're touring. We're going to continue to tour. Go to thewhosoever's.com. Email us. Uh, you'll actually contact Lucas. This is uh, the man you'll be contacting. And uh, we're going to book a tour. We'll come to any state, anywhere. We'll come out with the ambassadors. We'll do skate contests. We'll do church events. Any doors that open for us to bring the gospel, the message of repentance. And um, that's basically what we do. So hit us up. The book, it's out. It's going down. It's been out for a couple months. The Kill the Noise book, Finding Meaning Above the Madness. Christina, you're in Chapter 3? Yes. Christina's in Chapter 3. She has a few pages in here doing a highlight reel of her story. It's gnarly. It's here. Pick it up on our uh, – go to ryan and you can get a book. And if not, uh, go to Amazon. Go to – what is it? Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target, wherever. Just Google it. It's on sale everywhere where books are sold – And it's a faith builder. It's a discipleship book that will transform your life. And you will be sold out for Christ and on fire. And you're going to want a full send for him. We'll be back. Peace right after the break. More of the Ryan Reese show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Now back, back to the Ryan Reese show. All right, we are back in studio with Christina and Lucas, and right before the break, we are talking about our tour in Texas, and here we are preaching the gospel to this, this group of girls that have been dealing with some, some pretty hardcore issues, and this one girl's kind of challenging you know, uh, me, going, I don't know if God's real, I'm not ready, this and that, and I said, make a, make a dangerous prayer and ask God to prove himself to you. And when He does prove Himself to you, then you know that He's real. So now, fast-forwarding, we're sitting at the pond. We just get done, we're, we're baptizing each girl. The girls are crying, you know, praying over them, laying hands on them. Just when, when, when words are being said over them, God's giving words of knowledge, and, and just it's hitting their hearts, which we found out later, and God's just just honing in on them. They're crying, and God's just revealing Himself in a powerful way. And when the baptism gets done, which I've never done in all my baptisms over the last 13 years. I literally say, is there, we're all in the water still. Mm -hmm. And we're all, and I'm like, is there anyone here that has their clothes on that wants to get baptized? And next thing you know, she raises her hand immediately in the back. And I'm like, dang. And then there's that other girl, Mm Sonny. She raises her hand too. And what happens is basically when that girl comes forward, to get baptized, she says, I was literally sitting there on the, on, you know, on the whatever, the plants, the grass or whatever. And she says, I was talking to God. I said, God, if you're real, then have him ask me to get baptized right now. And right when she said that prayer, I said it. And that's when God, she prayed, God answered, revealed himself to her. She came down, she repented, she got baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. And it was gnarly. But we know it's so funny because she was a little character. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She was a character. And she just was very outspoken, which was awesome. She had a big personality, right? She was very outspoken. She didn't care about what anyone said. She was Mm -hmm. asking all the hard and good questions prior to leading up to this moment, which I Mm like that about her. She wasn't all shy at all. And so when we were going to baptize her, do you remember this? We went to put her underwater. And (laughs) for whatever reason, everyone stopped when... The water was just around her face, so like if you can imagine this, you list, you that are listening on the radio, the water there was a round circle with no water from her forehead to her chin. So basically, she was fully submerged, but her eyes, her nose, and her mouth. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, everyone stopped there, and she, everyone was about to bring her back up. And I'm all push her under, <laughs> and I just, I just merged her like under the water, but like, we put her under the water, and we brought her up, and everyone was just laughing, including her, like yeah. of course, this happened to her, yeah. but it was it was funny, but it was seriously amazing because she was warring like she was having a war with God in a good way, like challenging like God, are you real the questions i don't know if I'm ready, prove that you're real, she said a prayer, it gets answered, and we dunked her, mm. and it was just. It was just an emo. It, it was an amazing, such a beautiful, pl- thing that was happening there.
1: Yeah, you know, I I remember like right before we, you know, we we asked the girls inside, you know, with the session, if they wanted to get baptized. The Lord was just tugging on my heart, you know, and just having me just wanting to share with them that you know, so many of these girls are there for different reasons, you know, but a lot of them just carry a lot of, just like shame and guilt, you know, over a lot of mistakes they had made, you yeah. know, or struggles and. Some people feel filthy and just wonder, you know, like, how can God love me or forgive me or restore me? And I think that's just where a lot of this generation is at. This generation has experienced so much. But what was so beautiful was that a lot of them, I told them, I said, listen, girls, like you're going to go into the water wearing rags of shame, but you're going to come up wearing robes of royalty because that is the exchange of what God does in our life Mm -hmm. with our identity, And just, you know, just sharing with them, you know, because I think the enemy had a lot of them, you know, just like, why, like, who are you to get baptized? You're at this facility. Like, Mm -hmm. how can God forgive you? How can God love you? But what was so beautiful is that when we explained, like, that's what the gospel is, that God, like, when Jesus came, he was with the prostitutes, the lepers, he was with the ones that... You know, like the woman committing adultery, you know, he like wrote in the sand, like he was with those people and all of these girls who are there because of extreme situations of mistakes and struggles and things that that have happened to them, that God literally like just the work that the staff has been doing there consistently, like literally like that day they saw the fruit of their faithfulness come to fruition, which was so cool because these girls literally you could just see on their countenance just a freedom just a just that literally just that's what the gospel does and that's what this generation needs so much is just knowing that they are forgiven because the enemy tells them if you were to just do this and do this and do this and so you have this generation that they're literally walking around feeling like they're like like with clothes that are just soiled with dirt and they feel filthy and, and most of them will never walk into church because they feel like, why could God ever love me? But these girls literally, the, the transformation of what the gospel is, the full gospel,
0: mm-hmm.
1: took place in their life. Even one of the girls who hadn't even given her life to the Lord, mm-hmm. who was into new age stuff that we talked about. Oh, yeah. That, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You should talk about a, that.
0: She was in witchcraft, and yes. she read
1: the second page of your book. You should tell, yeah, tell that story.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. So I was sitting there. That's right. I was sitting there, and I gave out the books the first night. Yeah. And some of them just cracked them open, right and started away, reading. Yeah. Them. Well, like she started reading it, and she came up to me the first night, a couple, like probably like thirty minutes after I gave the books out, and she's like, "I need to talk to you." And I'm like, "What's up?" She's like, "I read the first chapter of your book." She's like, You're into LSD, you were into LSD. She's like, i I've, I started doing, you know, I got into witchcraft at thirteen years old. She got into astral traveling, which that's where you leave your body and you float around. It's 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 a thing that Satan can do with you very easily. And she was into a lot of LSD and she was looking for spirituality. And she was looking for God through psychedelics, which a lot of people do, like we were talking at the beginning of the show, the raves. <laughs> You know, the new age, you know, that's the whole thing. I mean, I used to do tons of L S D just so to just to leave, you know, planet Earth and, you know, go space tripping, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I wasn't looking for God, but I was like, I wanna leave this reality and go see what's out there, you know, and probably gonna see some crazy stuff. Well, that was her deal. She was into worship, she was she was into magic, she was into witchcraft, she was the whole thing. And literally I shared the gospel with her and you know, she wanted to uh, you know, encounter God and I, let, we let, led the message, I led her through the message of repentance during the, the, the session and she prayed and she got filled with the Holy Spirit and then she got baptized. It was amazing. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It
1: was like boom, boom, boom.
0: It's, yeah, it was just amazing. And she knew that God was real because she stepped out by faith by opening her heart and said, God, forgive me my sins. Prove that you're real. And then, you know, what John, Jesus says is he'll, he'll fill you with the torrents of living water. And she she received that peace and that joy. And she knew she got the water baptism, and that was it. So then we let sent them all to start reading the Bible. And we mm-hmm. gave them a Bible study, like I said earlier, so they knew what it was all about. That, that center, they they uh, they receive Bible study studies uh, every Thursday, actually. I think we actually landed on the day they gave the Bible study, mm-hmm. and we ended up doing it in the morning instead of mm-hmm. the night. But uh, it was just incredible. And then we, uh, we made our way over to, I mean, more cool stories. There's always these cool stories. But then we made our way to the, uh, the Teen Challenge, which I'll do a little overview of that. We showed up at the Teen Challenge. Um, I walked in. I prayed. Or I, I spoke. I gave the message. I told my testimony that night. Yeah. And, dude, next thing you know, man, they were like, hey, that kid's <laughs> OD on drugs over there. Or, you know, he's all pilled out. He's hearing voices, yeah, and then and then the leaders like all these guys over here. You know, you guys have been dealing with demonic stuff in your sleep and being held out in your bed. You know who you are. Get up there, and then all of a sudden, uh, it was like that. Yeah, dude, you were
2: like surrounded by like thirty I, I dudes, and I was like, oh, I was shoot. like,
0: oh shoot, there's people gonna be manifested with <laughs> demons. I'm like looking around, and then thank God, Lucas and our other guys came up behind me. But I was like. I wasn't even ready for yeah, this. Yeah. I was just telling my story. I prayed. And they're like, oh, you a demon stuff. You get up there. And I'm like, oh, no. I didn't know this was going to turn into like trying to cast out demons. I was like, no, God, please don't let anyone have demons in them right now, in my mind. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm not ready right now. You know, that, that's, that you know, takes some time for that yeah. stuff. And I was like, I'm just trying to get some tacos after. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, thank God none of them had demons in them. Um, they, we prayed over them and we just prayed that, you know, they repented and then they just asked the Holy Spirit to fill them. And then we laid hands on them that God would fill them and that God would close all the doorways through the supernatural realm, the demonic stuff. You know, Ephesians six yeah. it, it talks about that, but we prayed that God would seal them with, with the blood that was shed on the cross and fill them with the Holy Spirit. And he did. And that was great. And then after, thank God, there's no demon possession. Um, and then right after I gave them all books. Which is a tool it's a faith builder she teaches the Bible and stories how to overcome and uh, we got to hang out with them. It's on Instagram. We did some photos and then we left there and then we went to um we went to uh there was this this real estate agent that actually brought us in. She bought a bunch of books and gave them out to all the kids sixty mm-hmm. books. The kids didn't even know her she yeah. just like she borrowed the books, gave them all to the kids. And she just told us how she heard us speaking from the radio show and, and she got encouraged to go through the whole Bible with Chuck Smith, as we always tell people, go through the whole Bible, all the Bible studies, her whole life transformed. And then she was talking about her husband that was literally demon possessed and so manifesting crazy. crazy stuff. And this just like real estate agent, you know, nice looking woman, successful. Her husband was got demon possessed and the whole thing. It was this tour was insane. Yeah. You can't make this up, these stories. <laughs> but anyway, I know we only have fourteen minutes left, so I want to fast forward to yeah, the story this this tour was amazing. Um I wanted to fast forward to we went to go speak at Calvary Chapel, Houston, Pastor Ron Hint mm-hmm. in um Houston, Friends De- with, yeah, Houston Friends Texas, with Texas. Yeah. So uh we went there and it was all men and women and I got the you you talk a little bit about the first session. What like what'd you what would you yeah, see for the first effect?
2: session, it was cool, man. I feel like it was um, the first session, so they broke up the um, the congregation or the you know the youth conference yeah. into like girls and guys, um, just so that way you know I feel like there's some things that dudes don't want to talk about in front of chicks and you know vice versa. So I
0: told them to book you for the next one. Yeah. Oh, Christina. cool, dude. Yeah.
2: So um, it was just cool, man. It was cool seeing uh, just all the guys kind of in one room mm-hmm. and Ryan just you know sharing his testimony on you know the things that he was dealing with and. Um, it was crazy to see just like um how many people like reciprocated to like the things that you were going through, um so I just saw like a lot of people just um just kind of you know really going through it, and I think at the end, too, like you were just praying over everybody you know who's dealing with pornography and um you know drugs, everything, and then um just the response afterwards, the kids coming up to talk with us and you know to ask for some extra prayer and things was was pretty cool it
0: was it was pretty uh yeah, it, when I was walking through the hallway. Um, from one session to another, and this this kid looks over at me. He's like, "Hey man, so so you're from California? So uh, so what do you guys? You know, weed's weed's legal, so it's okay, right? Yeah, you like to be a Christian and smoke weed." And I'm all, "No, it's not. Just because it's legal doesn't mean <laughs> abortion's legal. You're killing someone. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, no, 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 no. But that's crazy. The the the, the mindset of the youth. If it's legal, then it's okay, mm. right?" So that was one conversation. So I got to break that down. What the scripture said to him, and he's like, "Okay, cool, cool, cool." And then um, what was interesting is during the uh, the end, the, the the last altar call, or the altar call mm-hmm. at the end to come forward. Um, like when I when I give the altar call, everyone's kind of looking at themselves. I'm like, "Everyone, hey, we'll stop looking at each other." No, he ain't gonna get you into heaven. She ain't gonna get you into heaven. You have to make a decision. This is the most punk rock moment. This is the the most hardcore moment because you have to get up in front of everyone. I said, if you can't stand for Jesus and walk up and give your life to Jesus in front of everyone and repent, how are you going to stand for Jesus when you walk out of these doors? So then they started getting up one one by one, and there was a there, there was like a you know a bunch of kids came forward, and then and then I started praying and just waiting on God, and I heard um, eating disorders, right? Mm-hmm. And I all sometimes you know from the stage I'll I'll call it out. But for this particular one, um, I didn't, you know, at that time. Because so I was just like the, the go-to, you know, like if you're dealing with depression, which we all know. Yeah. If you say depression, anxiety, suicide, that's basically what's happening in this culture. I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. That, that's like everybody's dealing with something. So I just called those out to come forward, you know. And, and then all of a sudden I was sitting there and I just heard the Holy Spirit just say, ED disorders. So I get up and I'm like, hey. The Holy Spirit downloaded eating disorders, if there's anyone here. And then all of a sudden, like, 12 girls got up after. And the altar call was, you know, the response time was already happening for a long time. Oh, yeah. And I said, eating disorders. And then, boom, like, 12 girls just came up. It was like another wave of, of people. So we got to pray over them. They repented, gave their life to Christ. Joy entered the room. They got filled. And then we, uh, you know, and then even, like, the pastor's kids, the two pastor's kids of pastors there, they actually came forward. They were in the altar calls. Mm. So you know if a pastor kid comes with the Lord, (laughs) you know God showed up because Mm. that's a miracle. I'm a pastor's kid. (laughs) You ain't going up to no altar call at your own church. Mm. I'm gonna tell you that right now. That ain't happening. It happened. And I'm I'm a pastor's kid. So I just was real with them and they they responded to and the Holy Spirit brought them, drew drew them. But then this is what I want to end with this story, which you haven't heard this story, Christina. So then we went to North Texas, which is Dallas this is a good 5 hour drive, right? Mm-hmm. We drove all, we we did Texas. We did yeah, we we, dr- we drove a lot. We drove. So <laughs> we got to, we got to North Texas called Frisco. It's a cool little city there. Um we're going back there actually next week. So we were in uh Frisco, Texas and we went up and we spoke, we did the John the Baptist message and I start going through uh I start going through the whole church and it's packed. They 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 can't fit any more people. It's like yeah. it's packed. It was flooding. <laughs> So I'm like, where's everyone from? So I go through like I always do and say hi, give everyone high fives and find out where everyone's from in the church if there's, if it's, uh, you know, there's enough time. And dude, everyone's like from California. Everyone's from California in that place. They're like, oh, I'm from Calvary Chapel, Chino. I'm from your dad's church. Or I was in West Cabina or people because there's an exodus to Texas right now, right? So we go up. I give the message of, of repentance, the John the Baptist message, you know, a bunch of like at least one third of the place, you know, raise their hands, like, they give their life to God or give their life back to God. I, before, prior to that, I'm coming out of the restroom and I open the door and guess who's there? Benny's dad, the guy that made our film, Benny. Benny, <laughs> I, he got
1: bucked out. I, I open the door
0: <laughs> and his dad's there. Vince is like, What's up? I'm like, looking around, like, Wait, what are you doing? You live in Fresno. Well, he was visiting their son that lives there in Texas. And they just Googled uh, a church, a Calvary Chapel to go to church with because their son moved there. They didn't even know we were there. They pulled up. They saw the whosoever's van in the front. They were like, I cannot believe it. (laughs) like, what are the chances? There's no such thing as chances. You know, Mm. it was a divine appointment. And they brought Benny's brother there.
1: That's awesome. You know,
0: going through some stuff in his life as we all are going to go through stuff. So it was awesome. They showed up and the response was amazing. But then at the end... Someone pulled me aside and and what's crazy is at the end of that response, I said, If you're here and you're if you're here and you've been dabbling with pornography, and because of the progressions of sin, just like the progressions of pornography, you have to get into more hardcore stuff. Like you have to start smoking weed, but then you gotta get a stronger dose. You start drinking some wine coolers, it goes to beers, and then it goes to vodka. There's always a progression mm. of intake of whatever you you do right so just like cussing you start by saying damn and then it goes to s-h-i-t and then it goes to the f-word right there's always a progression as when you're young so i said if you've been dabbling with pornography and the progression of porn has led you to more hardcore porn and then the hardcore porn has led you to homosexuality porn and you have now have crossed over, but you were once straight, Mm. but now you are into homosexual porn because of the progression of pornography. Mm. If that's Mm. you, God loves you. He wants to forgive you, and he has a plan for you. You need to give your life to Christ. So I said that prayer, and didn't think anything of it. That was just a download from the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. So I I leave the event, and then there was a a person that came up to me after and said, I... There was a guy that came up to me and said, I... um, when you were talking about that at the end about, you know, the progression of pornography, he goes, That's me. Mm. He's all I got into pornography and you know, it led the more hardcore, more hardcore and now it led to homosexuality and he says, You know, I've been sleeping with a lot of uh transgenders mm. and and which are guys, right? So he's a guy sleeping with a guy that's a transgender that might identify as a woman or maybe have a brush job or something, you know, whatever, whatever the case be, nevertheless, he has now crossed over into gay sex. And, so, he said, will God ever, does God love me? Will God ever forgive me? And I'm like, what? I'm like, well, God, does, yeah, God loves you to death of the... He died on the cross. Whosoever believeth in him will not perish. That he died on the cross for the sins of the world. Of course God loves you. Yeah. That's why he died on the cross. He loves you to death of the cross. Mm. And he looked at me and he goes... And I, and he, and I said, look. I said, you're sleeping with a, another man. I go, I've heard a lot worse. Like, <laughs> And by the way, this is not like, oh my gosh. I said... By the way, sin is sin. Like if I lie or if I cheat on my wife or if I watch porn or if I sleep with a man or if I'm, uh, if I'm you know, lying and cheating at work or if I'm a drunkard or if I'm you – know, all these different things in our life, um, this is all sin. And, or if I'm a murderer, if you're a murderer or if you're a white liar. They're equal. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, sin is sin according to God. This is why he died on the cross. He loves you to death. He forgives you if you repent of your sins. And and he will help you through the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will be, uh, will be placed inside you. By belief in him, he will put the Holy Spirit inside you. And then there will be a transformation process of the Holy Spirit in your life. And he will renew your mind. you got to wash your mind with the Word of God. The Bible will literally wash it. And he will renew you. And he will, take, he will transform those desires. But you got to kill those body appetites. You got to stop going and watching these things and acting out. And you need to go the opposite direction to God, and God will help you to overcome uh, those desires. You know, they will. Satan will throw those little thoughts in your mind, and he'll put those little playbacks, and he'll and they'll put those body cravings. But you have to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow Jesus, and He will transform you. Mm-hmm. And he had a big smile on his face. I prayed with him, laid hands on him. He got filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and He had received that peace, and that was that. Mm. But you know, going back to like what we do with the movement, we our whole mission is the Great Commission. It's very simple. Jesus says to go to town to town, village to village, and 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 preach the gospel, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey my commandments. That's the word of God, mm-hmm. and that's what we do. We go to the synagogues, we go into the churches, we teach the word, we lay hands on the sick. Sick, physically, mentally—you know, illness. Like everyone has an illness these days. You yep, know. everyone's Bipolar, going through something. This, that, whatever. God has come to set the captives free. At the end of the day, and this is what we do. It's not about large crowds. It's not about small crowds. It's just about being where God has appointed you to be at that time in His will, and that's where you see the miracles happen. And and the fact that you could just get a word like that. And then this guy thought he was not loved. He thought he was not forgiven. Basically, what does that mean? He's hopeless. Yeah, Yeah. He's depressed. He doesn't know what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden you show up and you're like, God loves you. And you're not too far gone. And I've heard a lot worse. (laughs) And uh, sin is sin, whether you're a murderer or a liar. And it's all equal. But God died on the cross for your sins and he loves you to death. And that will just change someone's life, which it changed his life. We have we, any last words, you guys? We have about uh two minutes left.
2: I guess just kind of a uh, backtracking, dude. Um, sp- talking about San Antonio, so yeah. the first time you we were there, um, amazing things happened. We came back a second time, and this time we actually brought back uh, the homie Matt, he was like a, a youngster, right? Oh, from yeah, the Matt. Yeah. Yes, that's it. So he was able to come on board and just kind of see what the, the Lord's doing with the movement and you know, just kind of lit a fire under him. and encouraged him to just kind of step out in faith and Mm -hmm. do the same thing right there in San Antonio where, you know, God placed him at
0: that's important. Yeah. So we disciple people just like when we started touring uh, Mexico, I was bringing Christina on tour. I was bringing Jaris on tour. I don't remember some other people, Katie and some other people. I was bringing them on tour so they could see the great commission. And then I just put them in the game to do it. Yeah. In the same way, Matt from Calvary Chapel, uh, San Antonio's dad's a Calvary Chapel pastor of divine. We brought him on tour to just sit and watch. And then we actually had him share yeah. at the, at the uh, teen challenge, no, teen rescue. And then we actually had him baptizing with us. Yeah. He's I've never baptized before. <laughs> I go, it's pretty simple, right? I go, he's like, yeah. I go, well, now to go baptize people. Like, it's like he never has been put in that situation. Yeah. We threw him in the pond, we baptized, and that was a wrap. So now he's the baptizer. He's a gospel gangster. Yep. He actually teaches the Bible once a month at the church on Sunday mornings. So he's an evangelist, he's a baptizer, he's a Bible teacher, he's a, he's a disciple. Yep. And now he's equipped to go full send it, and that's it. So that's what we do. We, we, we teach people how to do it. We activate them, we send them out, and then they just go live it out. And that's what the Bible teaches, is to make disciples of the nation. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. So book us. <laughs> book us. We want to come to you. We'll be in Texas again. Um we got some other dates uh opening up around the nation and even uh, we're gonna be in uh Columbia. We got yep. dates happening in Columbia, uh Chile and um, not Australia, yeah. It's too <laughs> sketchy down there right now. But we'll be coming. Get pick up the book, guys, Kill the Noise book. I'm pushing this because this life this is a discipleship faith builder. If you want a full send it for Christ, you're never too old. This will tell you how to do it. It's a it's a it's a it's a workbook. It's a it's a tool that will um, transform your life but the most important thing is read the Bible for face value believe every word that it says and live it step out my faith and you will see the supernatural uh, become natural go to um, book us hit us up and we will come out to you guys um, we have tons of ambassadors we will do anything anywhere um, that's pretty much it we love you guys and thank you Lucas for being on the show Christina, thank you for being on the show. Go find us on social media. Christina's up there. Just go follow the whosoevers and everyone will pop up. Follow everyone and you can see what everyone's doing out in culture. All right. We will be back next week. Tune in. Peace.
1: This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan,
0: click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show.
2: Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build – it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andras, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.